0: Welcome to the Bud Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Metz, and I've decided not to introduce Ben anymore on this podcast
1: because he and I are partnering on this podcast. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Yeah. I'm excited to be here and uh, charged up to, to dig in with you for just a little bit and share. And uh, man, a lot of neat things uh, been going on in, in, uh, in my world lately. And uh, but excited to be sitting yeah. here with you yeah, this so, morning.
0: Yeah, you just got back from the mountains. You had a couple week trip at least. Uh, you've been back and forth. So you want to tell us more about just kind of what you've been up to lately this summer?
1: Yeah, man, we, uh, we've we been having some fun, some adventure. Uh, you know, some pastors, missionaries, uh, speakers, whatever, they, they go to conferences uh, and retreats. and um, Man, I, I end up going to the mountains. That's where God restores my soul and speaks deep and gives me vision and direction and I uh, mean, I love taking guys uh, to the mountains, and so we've been uh, doing a couple different projects and events, but uh, filming some new curriculum for the Everyman Challenge that we mentioned a couple uh podcasts ago, but excited uh, to continue to see that grow, but from Alaska to Colorado, and, uh, and I'll leave in a day or two to Pennsylvania, to the mountains there, and get to speak to a group of men and, and women, and uh, and just just been excited to to use raw adventure uh to share the love of christ Cool. yeah i was bummed i uh,
0: was was hoping i'd be able to join you this year but i'm doing something at work that's a big project so i had to i had to facilitate that so i'm bummed but next year i'm gonna try to see if i can uh tag along and
1: well and one one of the one of those trips you had a neat uh, family adventure too so you've been having a oh, little yeah, bit yeah. of
0: fun we uh we actually went out west to grand canyon earlier this year and and just uh one of those seasons of life things where you it may be the last time the six of us get to go anywhere so we went out west and just again like you said out west something about it is just uh, the openness the quiet of the mountains the beauty of the landscape just helps me connect with the lord so again uh I feel you on that one as far as like going out west can really get you recharged and connected with him and especially like being here in Cincinnati like you know the hustle and bustle of life you know things seem slower down there so yeah so yeah it's it's good but well yeah well today we're gonna talk a little bit about the heart and uh, moving beyond desire and so we want to start off with just defining like what the heart is like so Ben how would you define and just help the listeners understand what the heart
1: is yeah well you know it's uh it's a good thing to understand uh you know when jesus said love the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength uh sounds like it should be kind of easy but when you really think about it uh man what does it really mean to love god with all of your heart in order to do that you need to really understand what the heart is you know i find it interesting uh, that. Uh, You know, Jesus is not talking about the physical blood pumping heart. And of all the elements mentioned in in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where he he talks about the first and greatest commandment, uh, the heart is always the first element mentioned, but mind, soul, and strength. uh, At at one point, uh, I don't think mind is mentioned, but uh, all three other elements are, are physical elements. And the heart, I believe he's talking metaphorically, you know, like our spiritual heart, you know, and our spiritual heart is just as important, if not more important than the physical heart, you know, just as a physical heart uh, defines the health of the body, our spiritual heart defines the health of our soul, of our complete being. And uh, if I were to, you know, define the heart, I would say, you know, it's the core, the the innermost, most essential part, you know, of who we are. You know, it's where emotions reside, where uh, desires are made known, where where deep decisions are, are pondered and marinated on and, and decided. It's also one of the greatest targets of the enemy. You know, there's, there's a lot of debate about the heart. Is your heart good? Uh, is it inherently evil? Is it this, that, and the other? And uh, I think both you and I would agree that uh, before salvation, you know, our hearts are inherently evil. You know, it, it's made of flesh. And uh, and then, you know, when Christ steps into that and, and post-salvation, you know, he gives us a new heart and he gives us new grace and new mercy to rise above, man, that kernel man, that, that flesh and that desire. And so uh, when I think about the heart, I think about, uh, man, the the essential element of who I am. And when you think about loving God with all of your heart, well, how do I love God with all my heart when I love Mila, my wife, and I I love my kids, and I love friends, and I love hobbies, and I love different things? Uh, You know, when you think about it, uh, that way, sometimes it gets a little confusing. And so to love God with all your heart, I think it's it's much more about the positioning of your overall being, of ultimately your surrender, to his calling your surrender of your life to his will we love because he first loved us first john tells us and uh because he first loved us when he did that he infused on us the ability uh, not only to love others uh but this this desire to love him back and to turn our hearts towards him and so uh you know it's interesting how uh, our life in Christ works. You know, when, when we turn away from Christ, when we turn our turn our heart away from Christ, there is this unsettledness in our spirit. Conviction, uh, it's easy for guilt and shame, lies of the enemy uh, to set in. But then when we turn our heart towards him, when we surrender and we say, God, we want your way, uh, not our way, uh, man, an element of freedom, fulfillment, and purpose overwhelms us. And that's when we experience some of the greatest things Uh, On this planet is when we expose our heart uh, to Him and we say, "Jesus, what do You want for me?" Instead of, "Man, what what can I get out of this? What what can I? Where can I go? Who can I meet? What money can I make?" Uh, When when we take it and say, "This isn't about me. Uh, This is about You, God." And going back to when God called. When Jesus called his disciples, uh, he awakened them to something so much greater. He engaged them shoulder to shoulder in the works of the Father. He equipped them but left them with the Holy Spirit. And then they had a decision, the same decision that you and I have every day, to run from the call of a risen king or to surrender to his call, to turn our heart towards him. I I believe that of all the elements mentioned, heart, mind, soul, and strength, that uh, they're all equally important but the heart embodies it all and so uh we need to understand that we have to protect our hearts we have to protect it from the lies of the enemy we have to feed it things that lead to life with truth uh and uh with what the father uh, has for us and uh yeah that was a, a few a few few words it's but good. uh oh, great man i get i'm getting excited just just thinking about uh you know, men and women, both understanding more so what it means to love God with all of their heart.
0: That was a great, great definition, and thanks for expounding, and don't don't apologize for the many words, because we needed to hear that. I think the thing that hit me the most, not only in what you just said, but also as I've gone through the Blood Brothers Challenge and been around the ministry, is desires and surrender. Those two things, if we can get our hearts to just, and again, the Holy Spirit is the driver of all that right? Because he's the one that helps us surrender. He's the one that helps us desire God above all things. But if we can just understand that our hearts need to surrender, you know, we, we talk about sometimes in the Christian circles, like, you know, is, is God the seated, on the, seated on the throne of your heart, you know? And, and really all that means is just, do you love him more than other things? Is that sports? Is that money? Is thats that, is that you know your hobbies, et cetera, like you mentioned. And so can we seat Christ on the throne of our heart to where we are surrendered and we desire what he desires? We're about his kingdom. We are wanting to serve him and his kingdom and be about his business on this earth. And I think when we get to that point of surrendering our pride to then su- subjecting ourselves to his way and his will, that is what you just mentioned is, and I'm going to reiterate it again. That is when the peace unlocks, the freedom unlocks, the fulfillment unlocks to where our lives are just so, so, so different and amazing. And when you taste it, you just like, Oh, I want to taste that again and again and again and again. So I just hope our listeners are, are, are catching, catching this. Cause this is, this is the core of the, yeah. the meat and the potatoes of what Jesus came to do for us. So,
1: Right. And, and how long, you know, how, how many years had you heard, you know, the first and greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength uh, and thought nothing of depth, you know, about it. But, you know, as we pursue Christ and we want to know more and we truly want to love him with everything and we dive into what it really means to love God with all of our heart, all of our desires, everything that comes from within us, man, it's pretty cool and uh, it is exciting. So
0: well in the in the challenge and in, in the ministry you talk about moving beyond desire. And I know we just talked about desire for a little while. How would you like help our listeners understand if they haven't been a part of the challenge. What does it mean to like move beyond desire?
1: You know, desire is no more than a figment of our imagination or it might be something that that God has placed uh, inside of our heart, but until we take action uh, desire is no more than, than something, you know, in here or, or in here. And, uh, you know, going back a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about where all desire flows from, you know, from the beginning of time when God imprinted on man's soul an unshakable and unerasable desire to be reconnected with his father, you know, from that point is where all desire flows from good or bad. Sometimes it's, it's misplaced. Sometimes uh we we try to fill desires uh with, with our fleshly uh desires. And uh so when I'm talking about moving beyond desire, I'm not talking about uh you know those those sinful fleshly desires. I'm talking about the desires of the heart that God has put there, He has instilled in us, infused on us for the good of His kingdom, for the good of us, for the good of those around us, to take action, to no longer say, uh man, I would like to do that. Or someday I would, I would, I'll I'll do that. Uh, You know, it's kind of like exercise. Like I know I need to take care of my body. I know that I need to eat things that are healthy. I know that I need to exercise and I know that I need to move out of my comfort zone and, and stress myself in order to be physically healthy. Well, I can either do it or I cannot you know it is as simple as that and moving beyond desire is a decision that only you only I only an individual can make and that's what we are responsible for Uh, you know I am responsible to move beyond desire that God puts in my heart my desire to love others my desire to love and lead my wife my kids those around me and then everything else is is up to him but I have to make that decision to move
0: Yeah, and that's where I think our free will comes in and our our choice to partner with him. I, I love the word cooperate with God because I feel like mm-hmm. he does a lot of the driving of the ship and giving me the desire like I know in Philippians it talks about like he causes me to will and to act according to his good purpose. And so he does d- partner with me, but I still have to get up off my bum and get into the game and start doing stuff. Yeah. So it's a cooperation with him and So yeah. And so, yeah, I, I love how it, it challenges, challenges us to get out of the stands and into the game. And we mentioned that before in, in our podcast earlier, but to really get, get into the game and start doing yeah. stuff and, and, and yeah. being the, being yeah, the light that sure. he, he calls us to. So that's good. Well, you talk about godly desire, ungodly desire. Like, how do you decide, like, which one's which? Like, when you're going through your day and it's like, okay this is from the lord or this is not from the lord this is from the flesh and how do you like discern what that
1: what that is right yeah well that's a good question uh you know some things are obvious right some things are simply sinful you know lust uh, abuse of uh, a substance abuse of power of time of, of money you know some things are clear but other things are, are not so clear like man, should I serve here? You know, should, should I serve at, at, at church? Uh, should I be uh, the coach to uh, my son's lacrosse team or my daughter's uh, softball team? Or should I do this? Should I do that? Because those are good things, right? Uh, but how do you really know uh, what you're supposed to do? And uh, how do you really know what is the desire that God's placed in your heart and you need to take uh action on you know so uh those things that uh, there's some things that that are clear that you can test just by the fruit the fruit of the spirit you know does it bring love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control you know does that uh grow that fruit in your life in your your uh wife's your wife's life your children's life or those around you or uh does it push against uh, that that's a that's a key litmus test for me uh, is to judge it by the fruit that uh, it produces but you know oftentimes uh, the things of the flesh are things that you want to do like yes let's do it you know like it's fun it feels good it it tastes good it let's do it and oftentimes that that's immediate gratification uh, where the things of the spirit oftentimes are delayed uh, gratification. Oftentimes it's calling you out of your comfort zone. Uh, It's calling you into some adversity. Uh, It's exposing yourself. It's putting yourself out there uh, for the good of the Father, for the good of others. And uh, oftentimes we don't get that gratification until we're looking back on it and we see, wow, uh, man, through that choice that I made moving beyond desire, I was able uh, to fill the gap for this dude or this woman or this marriage or, or for my sons or my daughters or, or whatever it is, and so, uh, but then you have those decisions like, man, should I coach this team? And uh, you know those are those are hard ones. They're easy to get get sucked into uh, if they are not really uh, meant to be, and uh, we have to be very careful, and we have to uh, pray over how we manage our time. We had to pray over uh, how we manage uh, our finances and where we invest cuz we only have so much of it. And uh I can't answer, you know, those kind of questions for any individual. Uh but is it from the spirit uh or is it from the flesh is is how I gauge uh, my desires and the actions I take. That's good. Yeah, while you
0: were while you were speaking the uh, the verse popped in about you know, the Word of God also being a two-edged sword that divides bone and marrow. I think I've got the verse right here. It's, I think it's Hebrews four twelve. 12. Um, you know, the, for the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so, you know, we can use the Word, but I love how you brought in the Holy Spirit as well as the Word. Again, when we can we partner those two truth and spirit we really have a dynamic duo there of really given us that insight you know and i think the word i think is more clear on those big nuggets like you were talking about it doesn't say hey the word, it's not verse 15 where it says don't coach that softball team you know and that's where i think the spirit combined with the word gives you that complete picture over time and, and so i love how you brought in the fruits of the spirit and then yeah just how it can be a Looking at the fruits can be the, the litmus test that we need. So that's great. That's good stuff. Well, well anytime we talk about the heart, uh, our culture is full of people, including myself, who've been wounded and hurt, you know, and I'm sure you have along the way too, Ben, as far as along the way we get hurts. You know, whether that's, you know, traumatic events, you know, divorce, job losses, et cetera, you know, our heart get wounded along the way. Like any advice you'd give us, uh, me as well as the listeners here about what should we do when our hearts are wounded and how to get healing from that so we can love God with all of our heart?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good question. That's something that, uh, we definitely need to consider and, and address, um, uh, because at the end of the day, we've each been wounded in in different ways. Uh, each not not just me and you, but every individual uh, man. This world it's a, it's a harsh place. It's a harsh environment, and uh, so often, you know, I find men uh, not living in purpose. I find women not living in purpose, and. Uh, they, the reality is, is that most men and women will go to their grave, not knowing what their purpose is. And oftentimes, and I'm not just talking about, uh, non-Christians, I'm talking about saved, redeemed individuals. A lot of times will go to their graves, not fully knowing what their purpose is, but only partially, you know, knowing, and, you know, maybe it's debate whether we'll fully know, you know, this side of eternity, but, um, uh, what I find is that so many people are wounded and instead of addressing the wound, instead of inviting Jesus into it, man, they just cover it up and they pile dirt on it and they don't want to, they don't want to uncover it. They don't want to address it. And uh, in doing so, they rob themselves and they rob those around them of what God truly has for them of what he wants to bring through them and uh, so I would encourage uh, every uh, listener every individual to invite Jesus into those wounds wounds that are seen and known and wounds that are unseen and unknown because we we all have them but just to invite Jesus in and to have a conversation with them and father I I am jacked up and I got some stuff going on where I, I hurt and i uh, i'm sad and i'm confused and i don't know what to do about it uh, i don't feel like i'm walking in purpose and uh this individual that individual this thing that thing uh man it has just trampled me and i need you to help me i need you to help restore and deliberate uh this new heart that you have given me i want to be used to uh, my full list and uh, allow Jesus start working so many individuals won't even uh, do that and man God loves you so much you know we were talking about the adventures uh, some of the adventures I've been on lately and uh, so I've been to Alaska a couple times and every time I've been there it is so big like i've been on some big mountains, i've climbed some big peaks from south america to the rockies to you know out east and up north and uh alaska is so big bigger than anything i've ever experienced they call it the land of the last of the last frontier uh because literally there are still places uh, out there that no man has ever uh, stepped foot on and uh I took a group of guys, uh, I've taken a couple of groups over the last couple of months, but it was just two weeks ago that we summited a mountain in Colorado. And uh, Most guys had never summited anything, any elevation of any significance, and uh, it was a big deal uh, for them. And We get up there, and you know, when you summit a mountain, you see a view unlike anything you've ever seen before, because you're standing on top of something where you can look in every direction and see as far as the eye can see, and it was incredible. And, and I said, guys, you know what? This is this is so cool. Uh, but you know, when I was in Alaska, uh, man, it kind of makes this mountain pale uh, in comparison. And that is not to degrade our our time. But what I want to share with you is that even though compared to Alaska, this is small. Alaska doesn't even compare to the love that christ has for us that god has for us the greatness of who he is Uh, the mounds are only a, a mere reflection of his love for us and of who he is and you know when i talk about when we're talking about the wound god loves us so much he does not want us to stay in a wounded state he wants to liberate us he wants to free us and he wants to heal us. And that's an incredible thing. And when we realize that and we believe that God does incredible things. And sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need to invite others in. 97% of men don't have, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if you guys can hear this lightning or a thunderstorm yeah, in the background, got, but got it's sounded here, pretty, pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool, uh, yeah, but uh 97% of men don't have close friends. And I was sitting at a uh, uh get together the other day and talking to somebody that seemed like he was a non-Christian dude and uh I told him that 97% of men uh do not have close friends and he said, "Really?" and uh and he was he was surprised by that i said well you know let's define what a close friend is you know to me a close friend is somebody that i would say hey eric man me and Mila are really struggling right now uh and and then go into the details and be vulnerable and authentic or or to talk to a friend about uh Man, something going on with my kids or or the, the deep struggles you know that I have. And then he's like, oh, wow, yeah, I guess you're right. And that's the truth. And uh, one of the neat things that Blood Brothers does is it creates a vulnerable and authentic brotherhood where guys come and they share and they open up. And then all of a sudden, God just starts this healing process uh, because he uses others to fill the gap. And uh, you know, I, I just think it's a beautiful thing when the body starts to work as it should. When when we're communicating, we're there for one another, and we're also allowing others in uh to our space. And so I would really encourage our listeners uh to find individuals in your life that, that you can trust and who are willing uh to listen. Uh, and, and and invite them in to that wounding and sometimes you might need some professional uh, help there's some really neat counselors uh, out there and uh, to our listeners I'd encourage you to uh, get with your church and pastors or or trusted Christian friends and then ask them if they have anybody to recommend to, to help deal with some of those deeper uh, heart woundings so yep yeah.
0: No, it's it's great. I've, I've experienced actually what all you just described as far as the Lord. You know, my heart wounding was my dad passing away at, at 12 and not having a father most of my life. And But what was cool is along the way, the Lord just fathered me. Looking back, I just see how God interjected other men into my life to kind of shepherd me or teach me how to like do things. My older brother was one of those guys that just kind of showed me how to live some live out some things taught me how to shave, all those basics and stuff. And then, but over time, as I got into a relationship with the Lord, he spoke those truths, like I'm proud of you and I love you. And he spoke all those truths over me that my dad couldn't physically speak. And so he was healing my heart slowly over time that way. And then eventually over time, I mean, 30 years later, which I finally, it's probably my stubbornness of not (laughs) surrendering to, to earlier, but going to grief counseling where I did seek out professional help to to really share, you know, that that grief and and really get it and process it and and work through that. And so, I just saw God's hand over the years, through through prayer time, but also through professionals. And so I think that's when we surrender to God and be like, basically, what's my healing journey or my path that you want me to go on? It may be, it may simply just be brothers coming alongside and and being that group of friends and and sharing that needs to happen. It could be more than that depending on your situation, but. Uh, just want to encourage listeners to to go out and get that help because God'll God'll lead you on that healing journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I have been part of that journey, you know, with you as far as over the last uh, couple of years of uh, God just speaking and uh, and then you saying, man, I got some crap going on here that that you know God's exposed, you know, and and through some some conversations with brothers that uh, that you needed, you know, some some deeper help health. For help, and dude, the health that has come out of that has just been uh, incredible. And you were an incredible, uh, guy, before, but you had so many things that you just kind of piled up on that that wounding that uh, you didn't even you didn't even know. And uh, man, you you seem like such a freer man and so much more peace and passion and direction and purpose uh today
0: yeah no i appreciate that and and uh, that's so true i mean what you just said is so true it's the freedom i've experienced and and confidence too i don't think i'd be doing this podcast or helping you with this project if it wasn't you know for god's touch of freedom and fulfillment and purpose and so kudos to you for god using you on on that in my life so i appreciate it oh glory to god
1: man for sure
0: well, great conversation, so, yeah. Ben. Um, love our time together. Uh, hopefully the listeners got some encouragement today on the heart. And uh, so we're just going to wrap things up. And, and again, if you want to connect with Bud Brothers and learn more about our ministry, we check out our show notes. I've got links to... Not only just the, the website, but also the Blood Brothers community, which is an awesome community if you're looking to get connected and just need something. We have a, an app, but it's also online just as a, a way of connecting with each other, hearing how God's moving, and getting encouragement and challenge along the way. So feel free to join that. We also if depending on the time of year you're listening to this, we have our Blood Brothers or Everyman challenge, so I encourage you to get connected with that. It is truly life changing, like we've shared, I've experienced a, a big change there through the challenge. And then also if you like what you're hearing and you wanna, you know, support us, I encourage you guys to rate and review our podcast and so. Ben, any last words or anything you wanna say to wrap us up today?
1: Yeah. You know, as I just reflect on uh, this conversation that you and I have had, uh, I'm excited for uh, our listeners to uh, dive further into what it means to love God with all of their heart and to uh, recognize desires that He has placed in their heart to move beyond those desires. You know, God will inspire desire, but it's up to the man, you know, to move beyond. And, uh, you know, Uh, loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Although the heart, he's not referring to the physical element uh, of uh, our being. Every other element is physical, but to love God with everything we have, it requires a physical reaction. And so we have to move beyond desire. We have to take those steps. We have to get up off the sideline and get it's great. The game.
0: Well, we'll be talking about soul next time. And so uh, we look forward to hopefully joining us for that conversation as well. And uh, thanks for listening. And you guys all have a great day.